0: this is unanimous indecision the place for all your movie talking and one of many places i'm sure but i'm joshua troop i'm joined by a man in another country (laughs) um ian Rismondo, how you doing
1: Uh, i'm doing good i'm trying to put that up a little bit i don't know how my audio is going to be
0: I think the weirder thing is we've been watching, uh, we've been playing Rocket League together, and your internet connection's not been great. But I think your video connection of this so far, knock on wood, is better than like your past three <laughs> back home. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that works. I, I, don't, I don't really know. Could have been something with the cord, could have been, who knows um but yeah i have moved to a different country i am in quarantine uh as part of a 14 day period i think this is day like five four five
0: four. so you're basically done <laughs> yeah
1: almost done um but uh so yeah i'm not sure how if my i apologize if my audio goes out or if the video is not great uh i don't i can't i don't have an ethernet connection in a hotel room uh so i'm just kind of trusting that the hotel wi-fi is is uh, sufficient
0: yeah, no, I think I think it's all right right now.
1: Well, let's hope it stays that way.
0: Um, but if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we talk about movies, first off. But uh, there are two places you can find us. One is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold for free. Although I guess that may not be a technically true statement anymore because now I think on Apple Podcasts, you could toggle it to be like paid subscriptions, which we will not be doing here at least not for a long time. Um, And then you can find us live on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision, where you can join the conversation live, where we record this show 5 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays, where we talk about a movie of the week and the movie news. And then we also have a Saturday show noon Eastern time, where this week will be the first week we're talking about the bad batch. Uh, which be the sad batch. Not the sad batch. It'll be a good one. I think we'll have 100 minutes of content to talk about. Basically a movie almost. Uh, I mean, this uh, movie was... We yeah, were
1: talking today about a little over 100 minutes ago.
0: Yeah. Um, and so today's episode, we are talking Night of the Living Dead, the 1968, I think was the year. Uh George Romero film uh black and white in all its glory um and so we'll be talking about that and we will be talking about it in full spoilers it's an old movie I, you've either, either seen it or you haven't and even if you haven't seen it you might have seen it uh <laughs> uh but yeah we'll be talking about that and then we'll get into some movie news from the past week later in the episode so let's jump into Night of the Living Dead um What'd you think about it, Ian? Uh,
1: I, I'm curious to know because uh, I don't know movies that came out around this time. Was this one of the first like big zombie?
0: It's arguably maybe other than Twenty Eight Days Later, which came out much later. It's arguably the biggest zombie movie to ever come out.
1: I don't mean biggest, but I mean I mean first.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's first, but they, they consider this to be like the introduction of the modern zombie.
1: Okay, okay. Which
0: is pretty so crazy because it's 60 years ago. I've ever well, seen. so that's the thing is, and they don't call them zombies in the movie, they call them ghouls. And that's the thing is, they're a lot different than zombies we think of from like, I guess, pop culture kind of thing. Right. Which it's weird that we've now given this the this mindless zombie idea (laughs) um so much credence when uh since 1968 uh there's been a series of movies that have been saying otherwise of they're just they're not zombies they are the living dead Mm -hmm. they're they're living people they're just dead and have a hunger for flesh
1: they're just they're living but they're
0: dead they're living but they're dead they they're living but they are dead they they are living but were once
1: dead i uh I liked this movie. Um, it was a bit tough in some places. Some of the, some of, like, I think the, the best dialogue in this film is what we
0: see on the television set. <laughs> All the info info dumps. Yeah. I don't it, know yeah. if I agree with that, but I think that is I don't, I don't, some of the I, most I, interesting dialogue. I, I don't like, uh,
1: <laughs> there was a lot of like when, when Ben and Barbara first met. Yeah. Uh, and, This movie is the epitome of Damsel in Distress. I don't know if there's.
0: It's, it's, I mean, I mean, for sure. It's definitely like a product of its times that a lot of the women don't have a whole lot to do. It is. But I'm just saying that. I don't, I mean, Barbara, like.
1: IMDb IMDb calls Barbara the
0: protagonist of this. That's interesting. I don't think she's the protagonist of this. I understand how you could think that, but. what's her story then like i feel like Be- ben's our main character well what to you and i maybe <laughs> uh not to imdb i guess but yeah, yeah. Uh, i think
1: ben is a better protagonist it's, it's a protagonist he's a more
0: active two. character he is um. um and he's the one that faces the uh adversity Amongst his peers, kind of thing, that like other opinions are introduced to counter his opinions, right? Kind of thing. Um, and so he has to, he's also the one kind of predominantly solving the problem about the living dead in the first place, uh, at least in the near region. Um, uh, yeah, right. he's a lot more active of a character. So to say that Barbara is the protagonist now, I think her character is like it's interesting. I mean, she goes through a traumatic shock, and then she like did, it's the seeing of the guy who. the the first living dead in the area um, who killed her husband or brother, her brother. I initially thought they were married. So Uh, it's hard to, it's hard for me to take that thought out of my mind. They're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) That's so good. It's so creepy. And Uh,
1: what's okay. Something about that scene in uh, specific. So later in the film, when Ben and Barbara uh, share their stories, Mm -hmm. uh Barbara says that she had walked up to that man to apologize for her brother's actions yeah but if you watch that scene it doesn't look like she's going up to apologize it looks like she's walking back to the car and not wanting to
0: yeah I don't know like she's
1: trying to ignore maybe it's
0: one of those things that like you walk past and in the moment you get past you're like I'm so sorry about that I'm sorry (laughs) about him like (laughs) just this real quick thing yeah it's a little weird I mean it, it was like that scene was really trying to do this very dramatic moment, which I think it succeeded in. And yeah. then, but the, the, the idea of that scene had a different intention. <laughs> and so like, it's just one of those things.
1: I, uh so I, I did a little bit of, a bit, bit of searching because this is such a, a well-known <laughs> franchise and whatnot.
0: Oh, and it's so, so complicated, man. There are, Canon and non-canon. Yeah, I've talked Uh, about this, man. It's crazy.
1: Well, canon and non-canon continuations of Barbara's character. Right. Uh, There's some where she goes and gets turned into a zombie and then goes off to DC in search of eating people. Uh, As one does. There's others where she survives getting uh, drawn out the hole. Spoiler It's pretty interesting. Uh, And she survives and goes on to be like it's like more like the walking dead where they're like the
0: John Connor them. of the universe, <laughs> like cool things
1: just fighting fight enough of the zombie horde. Yeah. Um, and then there, so I think it's interesting that there are continuations of this character. How um...
0: I, th- I think something similar is true with Tom's character. I think there's a version where Tom survives.
1: Okay. I or, like ma-
0: or maybe kids. it just shows Tom again, but as a zombie, uh, I don't remember what it was. I know the <laughs> is actor it- is in future movies
1: isn't tom the one who blew up in the car yes with his okay. wife okay i was like i'm pretty sure that's who tom is
0: yeah um
1: i did like i did like because uh, <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna uh, rag on the movie for this uh when when they i think i think we first heard about it from the radio uh where it says like the president has gathered together like the joint chiefs of staff whatever the Whoever, and then like several scientists
0: from NASA. Yeah, and I was like, why are they bringing scientists? That, from NASA? <laughs> For sure, the moment they mentioned that, I was like, hmm, yeah, <laughs> that seems as, weird. As soon
1: as they said that, I was like, you know what? I think they just wanted to say something smart and they're going to pull from the smart institution.
0: But no, it was important. But it was important. And
1: and I am actually really glad that there was a a somewhat of an explanation rather than, oh, no, the dead are somehow alive.
0: It's weird to me, though, that none of those characters thought it was weird that they were taking people from NASA. Right? Like, they were just like, that's normal. Right. It's a normal thing to do. Um, Maybe they
1: just think that at this point, they'll take in anyone. They're trying
0: any, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, most people at NASA are at least scientists, so (laughs) you could use them for other things. And I mean, even if it's not, it was some like spacecraft radiation, it could, even if it was like an earthbound radiation, those are still probably the people you want to talk to. I mean, those guys do like the weather, right? NASA's in charge of like weather satellites and stuff like that. So,
1: well, I mean, you mean UFOs
0: and that, (laughs) Uh.
1: (laughs) but that's true. Uh, that it,
0: that's something that that really bothered me though is that so it was the, the night of the living dead which it, i think is actually two nights, there are two nights. there's, there's <laughs> um, 68 and then
1: 1990
0: right not what i meant mm. um just i mean that it physically takes place and, in <laughs> two nights. yes okay gotcha. um but your statement was correct that they've remade this movie amongst all of its sequels. Um, (laughs) But uh, they, so with with the the origin point being this spacecraft, what, went around the sun or something? It went, went, no, it went to to Venus. It went to Venus and then it was on its way back and supposedly, supposedly, maybe they didn't even blow it up, but supposedly they blow it up because it was carrying this weird radiation signature. So they blew it up in space. But which is the thought th- is that the radiation still made it to earth.
1: Well, I'm thinking isn't a, a fantastic way to spread radiation further Blow something up. That's <laughs> irradiated.
0: Yeah, but it's in space. So like
1: in space, no one can hear you irradiate.
0: Right. But the radiation will like dissipate eventually in Maybe. space rather than you bring back like the source kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> um, But I think, and I mean, maybe the sequels answer this, but I probably won't get around to watching them, uh, mostly because I tried looking for the original 1978. I think that's the year Dawn of the Dead. And that movie costs like 80 bucks on DVD. So that's not happening. I mean, maybe one day, but like that was like, that was crazy to me. A,
1: you've hit a point in your life where you can purchase Dawn of the Dead
0: yeah yeah when i get purchased dawn of the dead and not think about it i've made that's a that's a milestone yeah that's a goal um but yeah there's only like three for sale on amazon and they're all like 80 bucks i was like holy cow and it's because so like why is this dvd the most uh valuable dvd in like cinematic history and it's not even like 4k not even (laughs) blu-ray like um it's because i guess way back when um because of all of these, we we talk about how there's so many different timelines of the, of the dead franchise of the living dead and all this stuff. It's because so many different creators have taken over it because there's been so many copyright problems because the original George Romero, and I want to say his name's John Russo. I think his last name is Russo. I might have his first name wrong, who is the writer. They they split off pretty much around Dawn of the Dead in like the middle of Dawn of the Dead or something. And so both of them, though, worked on the original. So they both claim ownership of the property. So who really owns it and who owns the sequel? So the sequel has like is lost in limbo of distribution, rights. So everyone's just kind of given up on it. So much to the point of George Romero's early 2000s sequel to this. I don't know what number it is in the franchise, but uh, Land of the Dead. It was sold as a double feature with Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. His remake of the... <laughs> so I guess George Romero was like, hey, we can't distribute my old version. Let's just distribute his. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, to, to talk about that. So like, I don't know if I'll see sequels, but... Yeah, to me, it feels like NASA lied and they actually did bring that thing back, that probe back. Because otherwise... If they did blow it up in space, but the radiation still made it to Earth, why is it only hitting, like, the eastern United States? Right. And not the entire world.
1: That's a good point.
0: Like, That's when... Point. when uh,
1: they say it happened uh, in several cities, but then...
0: But they were all eastern United States, right? They
1: were all eastern United States, but then that one group of... Uh, Policing force of individuals (laughs) came out to help. They're like, "Oh, we'll we probably we can probably take care of it by tomorrow.
0: We'll be done with." Well, so so that's the thing is that I think they live in a rural area, right? So So even though those cities have been hit just as hard as these rural areas, we're focusing on this group of people in this rural in this house, Mm -hmm. right? Our 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 field of vision is very localized. True. Um, even though it I is happening in Boston, Philadelphia, New York, and whatnot.
1: The thing is, though, I, it's, it's just strange for me to hear them say, oh, yeah, we'll have this situation under control probably, probably by before the weekend's out, when <laughs> you have no idea how many people have been affected. You have no idea how large the numbers are. Yeah. But, I mean, on a small scale, I guess it's, it is what it is. One thing that I really think is, is good about this film
0: is... I mean, I guess the, you figure, like, as long as you can clear up your town, and then once you the can entirety, set up a perimeter, you can actually... Yeah.
1: But the the entirety of the conflict of this film throughout the entire, like all these characters and, mm-hmm. and their issues mean absolutely nothing in the end. <laughs> Every single one of them.
0: I think doesn't... it just informs us to their motivation kind of thing that like where they're coming from, like that they are just all normal people kind of thing. Like, but but like Tom Tom's history explains why he has to be the one to do the pump and the truck right. stuff. Ben's story is why he can't do those things, but he can protect the house and um and Bravo we don't we don't really know a ton about <laughs> other than He's what we saw totally about her. Sure, if um, her story
1: is much uh, changed in the
0: remake. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's it, it's it's a, it's a small story that. Claims to have a big scope kind of thing, which is interesting. Um, sure. But I think that's also like kind of what I like about it, you know?
1: <laughs> no, I, I think there's something and I, I don't know words well, um, but I think there's something beautiful about how they like this entire film. And there, this, we we are told that this is happening on a very large scale across the Eastern seaboard, basically the Eastern U S um, but we're only focused on the, on the stuff yeah his
0: house on i th- in his I floor think floor i'd floor be- uh, almost equate it to uh now it's a little different so bear with me but like in clover field now yes we're kind of fully aware of the scope and whatnot but we're sh- we have such a limited field of view from this um, shaky cam <laughs> from this uh found footage kind of thing mm-hmm. um that we have such a limited perspective even though we know it's all of new york or whatever it was um even though we know that our our field of view is so limited to these like six people or whatever and whoever's holding the camera kind of thing that it's not until like the very end of the movie that you're really like holy cow that thing is huge (laughs) right like you see little moments of that but it's the very end where you go oh my gosh they're nuking new york that's how bad this is um and and it's kind of like that to me, is that this is this huge, not really global, but uh, huge event. But uh, you would call it an endemic, but event. we only follow these six people kind of sure. thing. It's just they don't go anywhere like we would see more if they actually did leave the house. Um, but but, I, I, but time- that that's it, it's like the perfect film that allows you to make sequels because you're just like, well now we could talk about some other random family or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I think that
1: we're led to believe and maybe I'm entirely wrong in this, but this what like the um, the entirety of their problems, we only see we are told it happens on a large scale. We only see this one issue, but maybe this is indicative of what other people are having to go through. This is not
0: indicative uh, like of that, rural people, right? Rural like people, yes, yes. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see And I'm sure some of the sequels based on the art I've seen deal with cities. um, And I imagine those are much more difficult to do. Right. right. Uh, And then it's a question of like, you know, if it isn't just a localized problem and it becomes more widespread and all, all those kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just think it's a really enjoyable movie. It's a little, uh, Taylor at the very beginning, I I don't know if he'll join us. So I'll I'll talk about the things he was talking about um, because he's in a work meeting right now, Um, which just like I was. That's why we started late is I was told my meeting would be from two to four. It hit four o'clock and they finally started the topic I was supposed to be there for. (laughs) Um, So. Uh, but yeah, like T- Taylor was talking about, he was like, Oh, it's a 1968 movie. It's going to be like super corny. It's going to be like really bad, but <laughs> but he's telling me today and we watched this two nights ago and he was like, I'm not going to lie. That movie was pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I fully think it was scary, The really the only moment that like really got me was the arm in the window that grabs him or Barbara. I don't okay. remember if it grabs Ben or Barbara. Um, but that arm that uh, just comes through. No, I think uh, grabs him because that's the. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because then I think uh, Tom grabs a knife.
0: Right. Yeah, something like that. Um, and, and so that was the only moment that like actually scared me. Granted, the rest of the movie is very tense. It's tense. Um, nice. But that's that's what I loved. Like like Taylor and I were talking about this that like we both love thrilling movies. It's sometimes. And we were talking about, well, like what even is the difference of horror and thriller? And so thriller by definition is like to cause like really intense emotion, oftentimes anxiety. Um, and we really like that because it normally surrounds a lot of mystery around your story, which is an, uh, a good, a good storytelling, <laughs> um, tool. And so, uh, really liking thriller but then we were like okay but why is it that we both say we don't like horror because most horror movies use that in thriller use thrilling elements and that's why you have most people call them horror thrillers right and so we kind of came to the conclusion i don't know if a lot of people disagree with us but that like most horror movies are also thriller movies now they make up a very small percentage of the total amount of thrilling movies like thrillers include all sorts of mysteries and non horror movies, and then horror is just a subset of that. Now, granted, there are also some horror movies that are also just completely separate. Like, we we're talking like a lot of gore fests aren't necessarily thrillers, um, because they don't rely on the anxiety, it's just the shock of the gore kind of thing. And, and uh, talking about that montage right after Tom and Judy die. <laughs> where everyone goes into the buffet and grabs a leg or an arm <laughs> um, or a liver as one does, you know, lucky guy, he, he got the liver of the, of Tom. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, I, I imagine that that scene was pretty frightening back in 1968.
1: Right. a um, scene that I think to go off of that a little bit, uh, and I'll t- uh, the thing that I thought was probably the most frightening uh, was the very first time that uh, Barbara enters the house and she goes up the stairs and sees the old the woman, the, her like face.
0: When Barbara like, goes upstairs. She, she, oh like, yes, upstairs yes, the, the just, skeleton. Like, yeah, yeah the, the, yeah, the
1: face and whatnot. That's a good that point. I forgot about, about that me actually. Very much. And I and I think
0: I did forget about that.
1: I, I think because um, I kept expecting, and I guess I just being a part of this culture where this is kind of what we expect from more horror esque things. I was expecting like in the multiple minutes where Barbara is just in her catatonic, like leaning against the the railing for like an arm to reach down or something. <laughs> oh god! Because like because you you know it's dead, you know it's there, yeah. and I but was it just never expecting moves. It to, like, yeah. Come alive and it never happened but like that entire time i was like ooh, ooh, until she leaves the, like until she leaves that hallway i was expecting that to
0: happen yeah that, that's a good point that, that was an intense moment <laughs> for sure um it, it's interesting to see like because that's like basically a jump scare but it doesn't feel like a modern day jump scare you know no um, but again, It doesn't have like the audio times. cue necessarily and it's just the quick frame shot to it because um, it's like almost just a more extreme example of what was done earlier in the movie at the very beginning with Barbara and her brother and we do that like one second cutaway to the dude walking and then we just don't acknowledge it for a while, you know. <laughs> and and then it's just barbara and her brother talking again and then as they start walking back to their car oh there's that guy who was walking and oh he's walking kind of weird oh he's coming to get you barbara he's going to get you Barbara. and he almost does uh
1: the best way to conclude barbara's story whatever that is was for her to be like see her brother and get dragged
0: out I think, though, that like that was a cool moment that like if we are going to spiral her down, like not as the main character again to, di- well, to to further dispute that, but to spiral her down into this catatonic state and then she gets woken up by seeing the guy who killed her brother and then it, her brother's there also. And it's this, like, oh, all the trauma ends. of the this last 24 hours <laughs> culminates into this one moment.
1: Up until that point, because I don't think she had really believed that he was gone. Because like there were, they right. had that whole conversation where she wanted to go after her brother because mm-hmm. he was out, he was out there, and Ben's like, "No, he's dead already." And she didn't want to believe that. And I, I think until she sees him again, she's like that. She's still holding out that little bit of hope.
0: And that's the thing that makes it so interesting, right? Because they're the living dead. So you go like, "Oh, he's right there. It's so close to having him back." just so you know he's a little hungrier this time <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's just always got a hunger pain in the back
0: yeah but
1: i just yeah i, I have a hard time differentiating like these zombies from what i tend to think of because these are using tools using rocks to smash lights uh the the little girl very intelligent Karen. um that sounds right She is just grabs a a trowel off Mm -hmm. off the rack to to finish kill her mom. Um, I just I would expect I I expect more like base instincts rather than
0: I don't know. Right? No, I mean yeah, and that's the thing is that they are yeah they're pretty intelligent and I I guess. We, we watched this in preparation for a month from now when we're going to be talking about army of the dead. And that was something we were shocked about, right? Watching army of the dead just trailer is where like, they seem fairly organized and fairly intelligent. <laughs> like, right, right. um, and yeah, I mean, turns out if it is a sequel or based on the living dead universe, then yeah, I I mean, that's definitely pulling from the original content, which is cool. Um, but I just, like you said, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't know zombies could do that. We've been trained by culture to know that zombies are mindless kind of thing. and um, But no, these zombies are pretty intelligent. Um, but I'm waiting for you to see zombies drive. <laughs> That's what I want to see, zombies drive. Or like we have that zombie tiger in Army of the Dead. I want to see one of the zombies ride the tiger. Do you think
1: <laughs> Never mind. I had something that I, I completely It did it went off. The you know what? No fine. Do you think we could get a zombie ghost rider? Like I, I want to see them <laughs> what? I want to see them like driving around all these vehicles like they have I don't know. It's just stuff that I was thinking about because I what? you said uh zombies driving and the first thing I thought of was Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, where he's driving the giant construction.
0: So what are you adding view? to zombie driving? You know, I don't know. I just, you just want zombie driving I like just I just want watch Ghost
1: Rider Spirit of Vengeance. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has something that for no I've never wanted to see.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, correct. Like a flamethrower. <laughs> a peeing flamethrower. Oh. Oh that was so, so wrong. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I really enjoy it. I do think it's kind of, I don't know if it's like this really huge, I mean like, yes, there's an element of irony to the actual ending, but even before the very ending, um, I don't know if it's just a huge element of irony or if I'm supposed to think that maybe Ben was wrong is that, so everyone like everyone dies in this movie, but everyone falls one by one. They they each fall. And Ben's been fighting this whole movie against who is it? Mr. Mr. Cooper. Cooper. Um he's been fighting Mr. Cooper saying, We need to stay in the basement. We need to stay in the basement. We need to we need to stay down there. And Ben says, No, up here we can do things. We can escape. Well, eventually zombies are around. There's they obviously can't escape. <laughs> That that was wrong. That was a false assumption. It was a nice idea, but um, unless you're going to like get to the second story, jump out the window far enough away from the mass around the house that you could actually get a running start, assuming your ankle didn't snap when you landed because you landed correctly.
1: I mean, I still don't think they move pretty move fast uh, enough to really be.
0: No, they attention. don't. But you don't want to land next to them, That's like true. because remember, if one of them grabs you, then the next one grabs you, and then they're all on top of you um they they win by uh the masses right it's like the kind of the opposite of the mummy where the mummy is just like individually invincible kind of thing and just keeps coming they just keep coming because they have the masses but they're also very hard to kill because headshots only man and fire. and fire um but but yeah so ben's been fighting tooth and nail for people to like stay out of the basement. Um, and lo and behold, as everyone's dying, he's like what the last one alive, basically. Where does he go? The basement. (laughs) He goes into the basement. (laughs) And he locks himself in. When he Uh, leaves the
1: basement, he gets killed.
0: Right. But
1: I mean, that's that's the thing is like, he wouldn't
0: have lived even that long. Right. But if he had, Had he not gone to the basement.
1: Sure. He, if he had not gone to the basement, no, I agree that it, it's kind of. Irony. He would have died
0: he, like four before. hours earlier. Rather, he, he went
1: to the basement. However, if he had stayed in the basement, even after hearing the the sirens yeah. and, and heard that pass by, he would have lived. Yeah. Right. Meaning, it's coming back out to what he was trying to defend this entire time—the the the bottom floor of the house.
0: Right, his place of safety, and he it's dies in guy, it.
1: Is where yeah, his was his final resting place. Yeah,
0: which is really tragic, and like. I wonder if there is some debate about this movie. Like, why didn't he just speak up? (laughs) Um, But it should have
1: been shouted like, Hey, I'm in here.
0: Yeah. Cause it's like, if they're zombies, yeah, they just won't respond. Like, but if they're not, they'll respond and you'll be, you'll be out of there. Right. Um,
1: I think something, what makes this a good thriller um, is how long it sits on certain things. Oh, I uh, love that. I love that aspect of this movie. That's what builds the tension. That's what allows you to be like, "Oh, what's coming next?" Like you're just sitting on it like almost too long.
0: And yeah, just one it, guy walking for like a full minute. It,
1: it pads the run time. Uh, a <laughs> full 96 minutes, but
0: it's now a movie. <laughs> right.
1: You could have told this story in an hour, but you're missing out on a lot of
0: I mean, you could have told this story in A 22-minute special, you know? (laughs) You just wouldn't be as good because you wouldn't have sat on those moments. You wouldn't have established them as full human beings.
1: But, well, I mean, except for Barbara.
0: Except for Barbara.
1: I think you could get... (laughs) With a good director, (laughs) you could get an actual story from her in a 22-minute special.
0: (laughs) Just no one else. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I I am curious to see... Again, I mean, no, we, no, we get no, a little no, bit no, of Barbara, no, I guess, like, I, no, I guess that's not totally fair. I mean, we know that, like, her dad died and she, her mom always wants her and her brother to visit the grave. <laughs> and, like, it's not necessarily about her, but it's like a little bit of backstory, you know? It's not, it's not nearly enough. But, but she really misses her dad. She's religious, unlike her brother. She, see, there's 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 little factoids we've got about her.
1: Uh, I, I'm curious to see how much her character which, uh, is changed from the 1990 version or in the 1990 version mm-hmm. like this one to see, because I, I haven't seen it, but I'm curious if she's much less of a damsel in distress.
0: Right. If uh, she, she's given a little bit more to do,
1: get a little bit more to, to work with. I, I don't know, but it, it, it'd be curious to compare these, those two films.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think something that's really cool about this movie is that, and don't get me wrong, George Romero is a genius for coming up with this movie um, along with his writers and whatnot. But it almost feels like a movie that like you and I could make. Like, like it doesn't feel like overly complicated. It's like, it's not a crazy story. It's not crazy effects. It's not, it's not crazy anything to the point to where it's like, yeah, I feel like I could make this movie. Now, he's the one that thought of this movie, and so I'll credit to those creators yeah. and whatnot. And also, but, we think we
1: could do it in a culture where, like...
0: The, we, we, we already are, have like, it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. for As you say, coming up with the idea, especially, right. what, 70 years ago? 60 years, 60 years ago?
0: Uh, right. Um, and, and I think like, that's what's so cool about this movie, though, is that when watching it, it's like, Um, even psycho though, like psychos, a movie that like anyone could make, like, that's not complicated either, but, but yes, they came up with the story and that's what makes them geniuses and whatnot. But it's cool to watch these movies that it feels like anyone could make because as someone who loves movies, I don't know, maybe there's, I mean, I know certainly a lot of people who love movies who want to make movies. And it's like, when these sort of movies exist, rather than like not everyone can make an iron man can make a you know like (laughs) can make um a modern zombie movie kind of thing like a world war z not everyone can make that kind of thing um or a san andreas disaster film kind of thing like not everyone can make a lot of these movies but to see a movie like this it's almost like yeah i feel like all it takes is a good story, (laughs) get some friends together and some good makeup. You're good to go. So, so it's cool to see something like this. Um, I think, I think they're fun to watch. Um, But yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, It's a little dated. There's some corny things. There's some like. uh, (laughs) Fist fights that are a little weird but um, uh,
1: yeah I mean the the action and whatnot um, yeah a little lackluster but I, I can let that
0: slide for this film. yeah it's not a, I love all the shots though all the, all the cinematography in this movie though like the the locations where they chose to set the camera and then like you said let it sit sometimes because it's like there'd be times where we were like sitting in the corner of the house it felt like we were in like the top corner and just looking into the whole room and just watching was, that unfold. Or we were like right under the TV while everyone was watching it. And like, I don't know. It, it was just like an emotional point of view.
1: There's one scene where Ben is going to, around to like board up the place, uh, which, God, there's so much of this runtime him of Tim boarding up the house. <laughs> well,
0: um, well he's, he's actually doing it, man. Yes, yes, he is, he is, he is. <laughs>
1: Uh, we see it. It's really cool. Uh, but there's one of the shots where he's going from like wh- either one room to the other or one wall to another or whatever. But the camera is like low to the ground, kind of in the center, and it pans to follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a little bit of shake in there. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I mean, like it could have just been a flat, stationary camera as he walks and, and does it, and it just right. It, it puts a little bit of variety in there.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was nice. It, it felt good. Um, and then they all make it out alive Uh, (laughs) i'm very curious though what army of the dead is gonna say how this all started i hope it's the same thing i really want it to be some spacecraft from venus and nasa's involved (laughs) because i thought that was something that i was just like i need more detail on this that is very interesting to me um like, is it some sort of alien parasite kind of thing? Like,
1: It's just Venom.
0: Venom. Yeah. It's a symbiote. 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 Yeah. Could be. Uh...
1: And you're right. The, the Wikipedia page calls them ghouls.
0: Yeah, they're ghouls. I hope that's another thing that Army of the Dead continues, that they don't call them zombies. I hope they call them ghouls. Apparently, uh... Russo
1: and Romero's final script drew heavily from I Am Legend uh the 1954 novel.
0: Ah, interesting. So
1: that's cool. I just wanted to
0: Does that make the- I Am Legend a a remake of that? <laughs> <I'm not> even-
1: <laughs> it's like it's it's a it's like one of the cu- it's a cousin of the family. You got to bring it
0: in. <laughs> They're all, I I Am Legend's a great movie. I love that movie.
1: Uh I'm looking at like the um, The legend on this wikipedia page quickly because it's funny Uh, and so you got like plot cast production release legal status in germany
0: yep that's important (laughs) Uh,
1: Um, i just want to read this Uh, in february 2020 netflix revealed that it responded to a german request in 2017 to remove the film from its service in that country uh, because as stated in the report a version of the film is banned in that country
0: oh interesting Okay. Yeah, I I, I, I want to say it's the cannibalism aspect of it all that some con- countries don't like looking at generally frowned upon. So <laughs> like I said, it, it, it was probably the hardest part of the movie to watch. <laughs> just this montage of zombie eating livers, zombie eating arms, zombie eating uh, intestines. And he's like carrying it around with him. It's like playing with his food. Uh, it's just really gross. Um, it looks like prop wise, very good. Uh, it looks very tasty. No, <laughs> and then when, uh, when, when,
1: when Ben goes down, or when, sorry, the girl's mother goes down and sees her like eating bits of her father.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that also, I was surprised how cuz like that's the most like iconic image from this movie is the little girl with the blood dripping out of her mouth and she's got something flesh in her hands. Yep. I was surprised that that wasn't as scary as it was as it as it I don't know, as I thought it was going to be. Um cuz like that being the most iconic scene I expected it to be pretty scary, but I don't know, I guess I was too too wigged out by all the cannibalism montage we had already seen that that didn't faze me anymore. (laughs) It was an intense moment for sure, but, uh, yep. Pretty sad. Um, we're probably going to go ahead and move on. I was trying to procrastinate for Taylor to come, but who knows where he is. So we are going to move on to the movie news. But just before we do that, I want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Also on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. Hit that follow button so that you can find out when we go live or when we have already posted a previous episode. And go ahead and like the Facebook page. Join the Facebook group and do all those fun things so that you can be notified whenever we have a new episode and we talk movies so let's jump in to the movie news which i forgot what's on our list Um, and how could you do this all right let's start out with that first one ian if i want to pass it Uh, over to you
1: sure i'm just now going to verify that i have my stuff in the right order Uh uh-huh yeah okay so, uh, Roku warns YouTube TV customers that service could go dark due to Google's monopoly moves. Uh, YouTube is disappointed and says it, it's bargaining in good faith uh, with Roku. Okay. So, basically, uh, Roku TV has a contract with uh, YouTube for YouTube TV uh, that runs out, that uh, is up in a few days, and they've been in talks trying to renegotiate a new one. And this basically Roku is saying we don't like Google's monopoly so this might not work. So we like if you're <laughs> so if you use Roku TV and you use Roku TV to watch YouTube TV you might not be able to in a few days. Right. Um this is weird. So on one hand it this could be just Roku being jerks and saying hey like we're we're trying to drive a hardball here or play hardball here um uh but I don't know if youtube i guess youtube has <laughs> to protect their stuff but really
0: there's not a lot of the people way who youtube tv <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't know what the numbers are but the way i read it is that youtube tv is claiming that roku wants more money right and then a, and, and then the roku company. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like they're fully allowed to do. I mean, and if they're asking for too much, I guess YouTube TV is just going to have to say, okay, we can't do that. Right. right. Like just walk, you know, it, it's like a car dealership. Sometimes you just got to walk, but, um, but on the flip side, Roku saying they aren't asking for more money. Instead, YouTube TV is asking for more data because we all know Google likes to have all its data from everyone's lives. And Roku doesn't want to give that to them. They don't, they don't want to give that data to them. Um, at least that's what they're claiming. And so, so it's kind of this back and forth. They're both claiming (laughs) things about each other that aren't great. Um, and so like, obviously we have no side on this, but, uh, we, we just watched a movie on streaming, Night of the Living Deads on HBO Max. I watched it on a Roku. I don't know if that's what you did or nope, um so I watched it on a Roku, so if I had a YouTube TV uh subscription, this would be important to me. I mean, that that's kind of why we're talking about it, is it. It's a Roku is a streaming I don't know what the word is. Not distributor, but
2: it's like a platform. platform yeah it's a platform i
0: think that's the right word other
1: streaming services can like can, can congregate they can go to meet up yeah no, it, it's <laughs> it's a place to like host streaming services
0: right like and and i mean we see this sometimes within some other streaming services they offer that as well like amazon offers your your stars package there also kind of thing or hulu same thing um and roku is just this other one that offers accessibility to most of them, assuming you have those subs, those subscriptions. Um, and I feel like you say YouTube TV is pretty low, but I actually feel like it could be pretty high. I feel like there could be a lot of people, not like a ton of people. Like, like when I say a lot, I'm not talking Disney plus Netflix numbers, but like I could see like 5 million people. I don't know. I don't think. I mean, as worldwide. Yeah. I don't think it's that large. Really? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could look it up. How many people are subscribed to YouTube TV? I it sounds like you got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, it, it is interesting to watch this because I feel like Roku has become like the Kleenex of the streaming platforms where like they are the company that we all refer to the device as that we're like, oh, you got a Roku, even though you have an Amazon Fire Stick or something, (laughs) Um, that like it's up there. Maybe not, maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, so I I kind of feel like from my perspective that both companies have pretty commanding um, uh, control over their respective fields, YouTube on one hand and Roku on the other. Um, So what's Uh, the numbers? Uh, about, about three million. Three million. Okay, I was kind of.
1: I was thinking like one and a half.
0: There so. you go, averaged it. Yeah, we're pretty. We're um.
1: Pretty... <laughs> I mean, it's um. so it's more than I was expecting, but and, and this is definitely bringing in revenue for YouTube. So I guess they they definitely want to hold on
0: right to that. right. It's not how they're making the big bucks. It's really interesting, though, because like YouTube TV gave us um, the Karate Kid, uh, Cobra Kai. Right. That That's where that show started. And like, that's a great show. A lot of people talk about it. It's very successful. And then they sold it to Netflix. And I haven't heard anyone talk about YouTube TV since. <laughs> <laughs> Like the, I, most of the talk, I don't I know. About YouTube
1: TV is that YouTube TV asks, be like, Hey, are you interested? We're like, no, no, we're not, right?
0: <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know what YouTube TV actually has. Um, I'm sure it has plenty, but I just don't know. Um, it's not things I'm interested in, I guess, right? Um, although if I don't know, how could I know if I'm not interested? That's right. uh, <laughs> Uh, But I think it is very cool of Roku to uh, give a heads up, even though it's not, you're not subscribed to Roku, right? But they're saying, Hey, you watch YouTube TV on Roku, just a heads up. You're going to have to do it. You might have to do it on your computer from now on or on your phone because we, we, are possibly we, we protect your information. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, we want to protect your information, is at least what they're claiming. <laughs> like who who knows what's actually going on in these negotiations? I mean, if you remember the Roku HBO Max negotiations took like six months, so uh who knows? Uh, but they eventually figured it out because it's mutually beneficial. Um, so I, I don't think anyone should worry too much, but uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and move forward. I just thought that all was right. interesting, though.
1: Uh, we have got a first look uh, at Amazon Prime Video's The Tomorrow War.
0: Yeah, and this is one of my most anticipated, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, joking around with all the Mortal Kombat stuff. But, yeah, you, uh, you, you uh, butchered <laughs> me and kept saying, like, oh, so, so excited. Um, yeah, this actually is one of my most anticipated and I think it looks pretty interesting. It's about what I expected so far from this first look. Um, nothing feels super crazy, I don't think, unless I'm nothing misremembering.
1: Crazy. I honestly was like, I watched this and then I re-watched it. I was like, I don't think I got a single thing out of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a teacher that gets recruited to war. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I mean basically the google
0: the future war synopsis
1: says a man is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront his past
0: yeah and like i feel like that's a very interesting description because like what does his past have to do (laughs) Uh, but who knows um i i'm excited to see what happens because it's like Like what happens to the people that from the past that like go to fight? Like, like, like he's in the perfect situation of, of the people they want to fight. He has children, so he's fighting for his children's future, if not his own. Uh, because I think this war only happens in like 20 or 30 years or something, right? It wasn't like that far I'm away. Not sure, I don't know. I know um,
1: very, very little about this
0: film. And so I wonder, though, what happens to those people that go to serve who have like young kids? And while they're in the future fighting, they find out their kids like didn't make it, or something like something really sad. Like, uh, but it's like I feel like that that exists, right? Like, it, it's likely.
1: I mean, depending on how many people they bring, there's got to be a bunch of scenarios,
0: <laughs> right? Of um, so so I'm very interested to see how these how this story goes. I also just think it has a really fun cast. The
1: cast um, looks good. Like I said, I just, I've just i watched this thing probably seven times now. It's real quick. It's like 30 seconds. Yeah, it's it's and a first
0: look. It's not much.
1: It is. It is. It's not much. But I just am like, I don't know if the single thing about... The only reason I know what the plot was was I had to Google it. I have right. no idea what any of this was about. Again, first look. It's not a trailer. Uh, yeah. But I just... Like, I don't think I got much out of this.
0: Just look at these pretty pictures.
1: I will say, uh, reading the film synopsis, that brief sentence made me more interested in this than watching the first look did.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, it's all about context, right? Right. Um, but yeah, but, uh, I think it looks cool.
1: Yeah, it looks cool. Want to skedaddle along a little bit? Move along the floor with is yours. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a date for DC Fandom, which <coughs> now is a annual thing. Or at least, well, there's still a pandemic in, uh, in place. Uh, so DC Fandom is the uh, big thing that was held I think last August where they it was like an, eight, right. hour, an eight hour stream where they had a bunch of um, producers and content stuff about uh, DC Comics movies and, and whatnot uh, a bunch of panels and so we have a date for that for this year and I believe it's in October they gotta find the words uh, October
0: 16th yeah
1: and I believe this time it has uh, a suffix, a tagline. DC Fandom, a global experience.
0: Ooh. It should just be DC Fandom. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> is it going to be DC Fandom uh, colon AGE, a global experience? AGE,
0: gotcha. Uh, um, no, I'm bad.
1: So I'm curious
0: what do you remember what, from last year's
1: what do we what do I remember
0: because uh, i the, i remember like all of it it was great
1: you do remember all of it yeah i I think some of the biggest things was at least for me was uh what's coming up with the dc movies right uh so uh there was the introduction of uh robert pattinson as batman mm-hmm. uh zach snyder talked about his version of, the, of justice league um there was uh the wonder woman panel um and then there was a little bit of uh, the rock came on to talk about, <laughs> oh yeah
0: um
1: black adam and i don't i don't remember was there anything about um, i think there was a
0: shazam 2 thing um i forget who they added to the cast
1: was there anything about uh um, I, I, I don't remember but so i remember some things about the movies uh outside of that i didn't
0: Oh, the Suicide Squad dropped its trailer there. Okay. Um, the Flash dropped some art, which... Wow, holy cow. That was like the first time we talked about like Michael Keaton was like way back then. Uh, <laughs> True. But... Yeah, to so, me, yeah. it's just like DC Fandom... It, this was such a successful event. I watched a handful of things of the virtual comic con and I watched DC fandom. DC fandom was infinitely more successful <laughs> it, it, in my mind. The, the panels, the panels were more things that I was interested. In. They are actually about products, uh, with the exception of the comic con panel of bill and Ted face the music. That panel was fun, but, uh, But yeah, it's like everything I go back because I've never been to a Comic-Con. Everything I I look up on YouTube of like, oh, what happened at Comic-Con? It was what was in this DC fandom. Those are the things that I'm looking for is I'm looking for what trailers dropped in a DC fandom, like four trailers dropped maybe five or something. Um, I think Batman Soul of the Dragon, that animated movie dropped its trailer or something like there there were so oh, many yeah, yeah. or no maybe it was the superman trailer I, I don't remember which one it was
1: i think it was batman um, no actually did that drop on
0: youtube yeah i don't, I don't remember which one it was oh, but but they dropped a ton of trailers for movies that we hadn't really heard a whole lot about uh, um that it was just like that's what I'm look that's what I'm searching on YouTube for like that's what we're talking about here that that's the stuff I'm interested in is is the trailer drops I don't necessarily care too much about the panels I don't care care so much about the fan questions those are great and all but it's like but it's I, I want to talk about I want to talk about the trailers and the actual excitement around the products um
1: I'm curious what at least movie wise, cause I'm sure they'll fill up eight hours or whatever with other stuff as well. But movie wise, I wonder what news that they're going to drop. I probably see some stuff for black Adam, some stuff for Shazam. Um,
0: yeah. I think it will be pretty difficult because only wonder woman has come out since that, since last year. Yeah. Now, granted the suicide squad will also have come out since then. So maybe they'll have something for the flash. I think the flash has started production. So we're talking four months oh, from hopefully. now. Maybe we'll get a teaser for the Flash. Maybe something for Aquaman too.
1: When, when does uh Bat release? Uh,
0: around this time next year, I think.
1: Okay, so we'll probably get some stuff
0: for that. We'll, we'll probably get a second trailer, yeah, for sure. Um,
1: but outside of that, I mean, yeah, because remember they, they
0: dropped that trailer with the expectation that they were gonna yeah. be dropping the film like in summer yeah, this it'll year. Be exciting.
1: We might get some Green Lantern stuff.
0: We could get some Green Lantern stuff for sure for that HBO series. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, I think Superman and Lois will get something because I think a lot of people like that show. Yeah. How's Um, that doing, by the way? Uh, uh, I think I'm two weeks behind, but only because like I haven't been keeping up with any of the CW stuff. So I forget there's actually something I want to keep up with. (laughs) Um. But it's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. It looks like Taylor's joined us. Um, Howdy. How's it going? Uh, It's going good. What y'all talking about right now? Holy cow, Taylor, you are loud. I don't know if that's just on mine. It's argument. He sounds pretty normal. All right. Talk again, Taylor. Hello. I wonder why it's on mine. I don't know how I I I can turn you down without... okay good work taylor
2: hello <laughs> hey what do you want me to do
0: talk he, there we go
1: i want you to try to hear audio yeah he sounds fine
0: really i'm like the same uh audio as him
1: i kind of i mean his mic sounds different
0: but i wonder I mean, if that really. means you sound really quiet ian hello hello I hello I don't know. taylor does ian sound quiet to you quieter than you yes yeah that's what i was thinking yeah, and I already have you turned up quite a bit.
2: What are we? Uh, what are we currently uh, talking, talking
1: about? We're talking currently about DC fandom.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So the one that I
0: know the most about.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like this event. I loved this event last year. Um, it was just like it is everything I wanted. I was just like one trailer to the next. And uh, even hearing the rock talk about black Adam and how he's like, do you want everyone's going to have to watch out? Cause there's a new power player running around in the DC universe. And even the Marvel heroes need to watch out. <laughs> um, and it was just like, yeah, it was just a fun event that like, yeah, I, I didn't care for all the panels and whatnot, but like, they were just dropping trailer after trailer every half hour to an hour. That is just everything I wanted. You know, but
1: I mean, they had a lot of variety with what they had. So there's like a, a little something for everybody.
0: Right. For sure. For sure. Um, But yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for this year. I hope they maintain it to be one day because if they spread it out, they're just filling it with fluff, especially when you are already bringing up like, a lot of the stuff they already talked about still hasn't come out um but yeah i'm expecting batman second trailer flash first look maybe maybe a full trailer an aquaman 2 thing uh, although no aquaman 2 is not until 2023 maybe not aquaman 2 maybe they'll do like
2: a teaser for it yeah like maybe something. just like
0: some set photos um some, some early stuff um what else does the DC universe even have on its slate? Oh, maybe some for all these uh, other movies going on: Zatanna, or Blue Beetle, oh, yeah, it's or True,
1: it's true. or um, New God.
2: Wait, no. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: This is kind of random. Are they making a Super Mario movie? Uh,
0: I believe what you may be referring to was canceled. Which I think was the stuff with Netflix, um, where they were making a Fox, a Fox McCloud TV show and a Link, or was it a Zel- Zelda? I mean, that universe um, TV show. But those were canceled. So I assume anything they were working on in Mario at Netflix was also canceled.
1: There does seem, I mean,
0: how did you get even quieter?
1: I, I don't know. I moved to that closer. There we uh, go. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, I just did a quick Google search as of uh, October of last year, there is a super Mario movie set for 2022.
0: Is it through Netflix?
1: Uh, I, that's what I'm looking for. I don't see Netflix mentioned yet.
0: Okay. If it's not through Netflix, it could still be around, but I think the Netflix Nintendo stuff has fallen through. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> Netflix is not mentioned in this article.
0: Yeah, so maybe who
2: knows? It's a CGI they, animated movie scheduled for 2022.
0: They do um, already have the greatest movie n- ever made, is the Super Mario Bros.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bob Hoskins as Mario, Mario, and John Leguizamo <laughs> as Luigi Mario.
0: <laughs> Gotta find that movie still. Look, but, I'm just
1: saying. I'm just saying when you when you Google the cast, or when you when you look up the cast on Google, John Leguizamo's character is labeled as Luigi Mario.
0: <laughs> well that's because it's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It's cinema. Yeah, it is about Oscar.
2: I was just thinking about how we without get, the bad, you don't know what the good is. We were talking about like teasers for um maybe Aquaman 2, and that got me thinking about like how we got teasers of sonic and it got Mm. so much backlash that they reanimated the film (laughs) and uh it ended up doing good i mean i don't know if it got made a lot of money but we saw it really successful
0: yeah i mean that's been the one thing that like uh, even during this pandemic kids films have been the most successful more than anything else Mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter how good a movie is kids films will be will make more money during this pandemic
2: yeah um, yeah. But. Um, are we. Do y'all want to move on to the next article after the fandom?
0: Yeah, let's keep going.
2: Okay. So, Finn Wiltrock, or no, Witch Rock, Weird was rock. cast yeah. as Guy Gardner in the uh, HBO series for Green Lantern.
0: Yeah, that's pretty um kind of like ian you were saying that like maybe dc fandom will get some for green lantern i i think you're definitely on some. if we're casting now by then we're talking three months away could have costume shots maybe even a little bit i mean it's a tv show so maybe even a little bit of the show already shot you know it's, um, it's possible they might be able to drop some footage who knows um but I think this is cool. I mean, they said this Green Lantern series is going to feature a lot of Green Lanterns. Um, I think it's interesting that Guy Gardner's the lead. I hope that means that there are plans for uh, Hal Jordan and John. What's his last
1: name? John Garrett.
0: Nope. Wrong. <laughs> uh, John Jones. No, um, nope. I can't think of the other John. Stewart. John, Stewart. John Stewart. Um I hope they have plans for those green lanterns since those are the funnest of green lanterns. Um
1: now when is do we if if Guy Gardner is being if he, he's like central to the show does that set uh, like um like a time of, of like when this movie or when the show takes place?
0: Modern days, like, okay. Because yeah. I just—I
1: I mean, was—I was reading about it, and his character yeah. is all about 80s, like hyper patriotism and whatnot. Uh, and I was just wondering if this is going to be a pe- bit of a period piece. But I guess it could something be else, I mean... something else. I don't know because uh, I just don't know. DC Comics: Are there multiple Green Lanterns from Earth running around at the same time?
0: I don't fully understand it, but yes.
1: Okay, because I um, kind of thought that it was like one not it was this one
0: yeah i it's it's one of those things i still don't understand but i'm pretty sure in current comics hal jordan john stewart and guy gardner are all current green okay. lanterns and alan okay. scott is a previous green lantern but the thing that doesn't make sense to me is the way they defined the green lanterns is that like yes they can come from anywhere but they each like rule a sector of right. space and so like they can't all be guarding earth unless they like combined their three sectors but then they sure do spend a lot of time on earth they're not they're not really doing their jobs they might be the worst green lanterns (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know how it works uh this actor finn whitrock um was in a movie that taylor really likes the big short um yeah that's a really good movie um, he was also, uh, in unbroken. Is he the lead is Mac the lead in unbroken or. No. Uh, no. Yeah. That was Lewis. Okay. Yeah. He, he plays a supporting role in unbroken. Um, he's, um, in a lot of American horror story and a bunch of other products. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool though that Guy Gardner's getting some some shine on because uh, I don't know how Jordan and John Stewart do get all the fun, but there's a reason for it because they're the main Green Lanterns, right? Um, wow, well, this is crazy what you just linked. Yeah, uh, let, let's go to that. We got to hop over to that. We're still talking DC TV shows, but
1: uh, this. Came out yesterday. I guess I'll pull you up quick. Isn't so, the show over? No, it just <laughs> got renewed for a season for a, uh, season eight. Oh, I didn't know that. So we're talking about uh, the Flash, uh, CW show, uh, original cast members Tom Cavanaugh and Carlos Valdes. So um,
0: Harry uh, and I, Cisco.
1: Harry, I was like, I was like, he's been gone. <laughs> gone Wait, by so many different names.
0: Hold on, so, didn't by, they? That doesn't make sense. So, I actually started watching season seven of The Flash. I haven't kept up with it, but I watched the first episode. It's literally about saying goodbye to all of the Harrys throughout all of the universes who cumulatively die so that they can give Barry his speed back. So, how is he still in the show? <laughs> Not sure. Uh, he trying to see i wonder if this has to do with um what's his name the guy who played a heat wave um he just left legends of tomorrow uh and he was pretty passionate about his leaving and then he apologized and said it was amicable but (laughs) uh
1: well okay so reading this uh kavanaugh who plays harry thanks for Get he uh, quietly ended his series regular run with episode 3 of season 7, Mother, uh, which Got wrapped it. the outstanding season 6 storylines. But He continued on the show as a recurring guest star. Uh, his status transition was not seamless. He has not appeared since the third episode, but the DC drama's producers have assured fans that he would be back.
0: Why? Online they killed him off.
1: Let ind- him die. Online listings indicate that he might appear in episodes 9, 10, and beyond. His final appearance this season is being kept a surprise. There are no plans, no current plans for Kavanaugh to return, to continue on the show beyond that. But there's a possibility for both him and Valdez to do, uh, to come on as guests.
0: Right. I imagine like Roy and Arrow kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know Grant Gustin is already contracted for season eight, which I guess is good that you
0: have the main <laughs> Your lead returning. Uh, everyone looks at Batwoman, right? <laughs> uh, and then, the, yeah. Uh,
1: and then the other, like, remember, I don't know, because it says like three others are still negotiating.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty interesting. I, I guess it's not um, at all similar to Heatwave because he seemed like he was leaving. He was very much complaining about the... I. It sounded like he was complaining about the pay that he was like, basically, if you're not the lead of the show, you don't get okay. you don't get paid a whole lot and it's really interesting because i wonder who gets counted as the lead of legends of tomorrow i wonder if it's katie Lots who plays sarah um which she pretty much is the lead of that show for sure but uh it just sucks that like you did the show for six years as a main character you're in every episode you have episodes devoted towards your story and then you're getting paid like crap and you try to negotiate for more and they just don't care about you See um sucks but it's a business it's show business not show friends (laughs) um but yeah man that just makes me want to watch the flash less though the fact that they killed him off and then brought him back more so like just let characters die sometimes you know let them die they, they killed off various him. versions of Harrison Wells to introduce new versions. And it was okay because the previous versions at least died, but <laughs> now they all died and he's still around.
1: Apparently. Uh, I don't know. All right. I just wanted to bring that because I saw that.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that really shake up the show. Uh, Although I didn't really care for what they did to Cisco after season one anyway. So just turned him into a comedian. Like he's a good actor, but I don't know why they turned him into the nerdy comedian, the techie comedian. Like
1: that. Listen, you gotta, you have to, you have to fill your D and D team. You gotta fill your party.
0: Yeah. I just want a nerdy character. That's just nerdy. That's it. No other attributes. (laughs) one-dimensional character. Just
1: because you're nerdy and not funny that's, doesn't mean that's can't
0: me. That's me. I'm a one-dimensional character. So that's what I want out of my characters. That's funny. Uh, but let's let's keep going here. Um, where are we at? Uh Taylor Finn take it.
2: So our next article is going to be about how um, what's his name? Noah Centino... Centinio, uh, uh, Centinio, Centinio. He, uh, so he's been working on, uh, in Masters of the Universe as He Man for the past two years. So for two years, we've believed he's been, you know, going to play He Man, and uh, s- says he's no longer going to be doing that. And I was thinking, like, is two years a long time to be in a project like that with a such a important role? And to me, just as like someone who doesn't know the industry, it sounds like that's a long time to be committed to something. And then for some reason, you're not anymore. So I wonder if I wonder if there's like an inside like conflict of interest or maybe they found out something about him or maybe refusal to work or maybe who knows. Maybe he just has better opportunities and he has somewhere in his managerial contract where he can just push off. Well, he is playing
0: uh, Adam Smasher in the Black Adam DC movie. Okay. Um, so he does have other things lined up. The thing that I think is interesting, I guess, um, based on what you are saying, two years uh, in the industry. Let me put it this way. I, I think I can illuminate the perspective on this. Well, Do not in like- the
2: industry, as He-Man. Right, right, right. As, as uh,
0: yeah, as He-Man uh, in this industry. Let- I think I could put it in perspective. Uh, the release date of this movie was March of this year. Oh. So <laughs> it didn't come out because of COVID and all that stuff. But yeah, this movie was supposed to come and go already. So, so is like, he two years as okay. the role, he was supposed to have already been He-Man.
2: So he... So that makes me think like they have no plans of releasing it, or maybe they do? Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, it's possible that they had a lot of filming delays due to COVID, and then maybe it's a schedule conflict with him doing Black Adam stuff. Um, It could be that. Or maybe they had filmed stuff, and things broke out during the filming, and I don't know what they're going to do with what Uh, they've already filmed. Or they they finished the film and maybe he just doesn't want to be he-man in future projects i don't know yeah um that doesn't seem to be the way that they worded it but not sure yeah i i don't know uh what what's gonna happen to this one but it's kind of getting pushed around it's it's one of those projects that we we, i feel like we there's like one every year that we talk Mm -hmm. about that gets pushed around it's just right now due to covid it kind of feels like all the projects are, are that one project uh, that's getting pushed around having casting problems having director problems um like the flash is obviously another project like that uh new mutants was that for a long time
1: oh dude new mutants was was it for From years
0: it. so like they, they, there's always movies having problems like this it happens but uh I think the only time to like be really curious is if he also leaves the black Adam project, <laughs> then it's like, Oh, what's going on with this guy?
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is he just impossible to work with? Does he have personal problems? Like, yeah. What, what's going on here? Um, but yeah. Uh, I hope he man still eventually comes out because the last time we got the he man movie was 1987 with Dolph Lundgren, which I'm sure was fine. Cause Dolph Lundgren's awesome.
2: Absolutely. But, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going okay. to... Uh, hang on, what do we have next? I, I just got another <laughs>
0: article I want to see. I'm going to pretend to transition and not, actually.
2: Okay, well, while you're doing that, I'll bring up our next one because All right. I think this is pretty interesting. Um,
0: oh, I meant to move this near the Roku one. Oh, well.
2: So <laughs> HBO um, is going to be offering... Uh, an ad supported tier, which makes sense because it's minimum $15 a month right now. <laughs> so it's one of the most expensive streaming services out of like the top dogs. Um, Hulu starts at six, Netflix starts at nine um, and HBO starts at 15 or you get it free through AT&T. Um, now right. it makes me think like m- obviously HBO just doesn't have subscribers then like their subscriber count must be incredibly low compared to other streaming services because most people I know that have HBO got it for free. Um, And I don't know if too many people are forking out $15 a month to do an additional streaming service. And I say additional because how many people do not have a streaming service and are getting HBO max and that's their first one. According to what's the date on this? Disney has 100 million, Netflix has like 200 million. This is talking about Godzilla versus Kong, so I think
0: Warner Media's HBO and HBO Max Wait, what?
2: HBO Max only. Okay, I'm, it's hard to tell. <laughs> For yeah. let's say
0: 42 million. I don't know what this 64 million number is though. Maybe it says a worldwide subscriber, so maybe forty four million in America and sixty four million in But worldwide. is that forty
2: four million including ones subsidized by your phone plan slash yes. internet plan?
0: The Disney Plus numbers include those also. The Netflix numbers include those also.
2: But still though, like you know what I mean? Like how many people yeah. are getting Netflix for free? I am. how many people are I'm Wait, getting are
0: Netflix off? for free through T Mobile.
2: Oh, okay. Who's getting Disney for free?
0: I think Verizon gives Disney Plus for free. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So there's, there, there's Not a, too many people are getting fraction, Netflix for free, though. There's a fraction of people that are getting something for free. Too, um,
2: not too many people have T-Mobile, because AT&T and Verizon are the giants. Sure. Um, so, I just... The fact that HBO is offered with AT&T, I, I just feel like that is... 44 million is like a majority of those people just have to be the ones that signed up for their free you know, subscription through their AT&T provider. Um, now that doesn't mean HBO is not making money because they're subsidizing it. Like they're getting some money kicked back from AT&T to have it offered to their customers. But yeah. Um, yeah. If they're going to want to compete with people outside of their, you know, they're, they're going to have to have a lower tier. And one thing I thought was interesting from the investor day meeting that they had, it says that HBO shows will not carry ads, whether you're on the least less expensive tier or not. And I think that's kind of cool. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix and Disney plus already do this, but uh, it's a great way to promote your shows. You know, well, if Netflix someone's and Disney like
0: Disney plus don't have ads, right? Oh yeah, they're, that's true. Cheap, and, well, Netflix Hulu and cheap. Amazon
2: prime Hulu they, has they ads.
0: Amazon prime has ads.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they do it. That's what i'm saying on their own content do they put ads um uh hulu i want to say does yeah i think hulu saying. does i think hulu bombards everyone with those ads yeah because hulu's like
0: <laughs> when i think of ads during streaming hulu is yeah. the one i think of because they play the same ad for you six
2: times in a 20 minute show <laughs> yeah one thing i noticed too with hulu is that the way they do their ad timing is kind of interesting and i think it's I think it makes sense. They probably did some data to figure out what would be the best model. But it seems like you get shown the most sequence of ads at the beginning of the show because you've sat down, you've started a show, you're willing oh, to sit sure. through yeah. more. And then as the show progresses, they do less and less because they know, like,
0: yeah, I'll sit through. They fine. don't want to take at you the off. beginning as long as you don't interrupt the movie in between. Like, yeah, yeah, shoot, no problem. But I uh, mean,
1: that's very much like a. Like I'll just turn theaters. it on and go
0: to the bathroom, you know, like, it's very much
1: like movie theaters where their right. ads are like yeah. other trailers and stuff for upcoming movies. I mean, know? that
0: that's what I always think is like, if ads were trailers,
2: I would, my, <laughs> I would love ads TV trailers for other things is awful because I don't know if y'all remember watching movies on television, but like, as the show gets gets close to the end yeah, you, get like you, you, get tra- you get like 5 or 10 minutes of
0: screen you get
2: yeah you get five ten 10 minutes of action yeah. or from the movie and then you get literally 10 minutes of ads
0: yeah uh but that's, that's how it's like so like, four hours streaming was supposed to be our path out right no ads uh, cheaper now we we each have like five streaming services so it's no longer cheaper and now we're getting ads again <laughs>
2: I think it's fine so, though.
0: Yeah, just wait a few more years, man. It'll be the same thing.
2: I the benefit of be being able more. to or choose your more. show and pick it on demand. Like that's I know I know it's not like
0: we we grew up in the day where there's only three channels and we didn't have a choice of what we were yeah. watching. But we did
2: grow up. I grew up in the era of where, you know, you did have, you know, fifty, sixty channels and you still had to wait for stuff to come on. And then when we got you know, the big packages, it's just more channels. It wasn't on demand. And then we got on demand and, but it was very limited. Like, but Taylor, that
0: choice is wasted on you because you just spend two hours scrolling.
2: Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm wasting my time.
0: Sure, you do when you decide to turn off the TV, realizing you didn't end up watching anything.
2: Well, hey, 30 because minutes you're like,
0: oh, bedtime.
2: Look, look, <laughs> well, look. That I watched 30 the minutes.
0: directory for the whole two hours.
2: <laughs> 30, so, would I rather watch spend 30 minutes trying to find something to watch and then quit searching and go to bed? Or would I rather sit on a TV and watch ten minutes of a show and twenty minutes of ads and then go to bed?
0: <laughs> I'd rather watch the ten minutes of a show for sure. Because I have 30, turned on twenty minutes of ads. Because I've turned on shows literally for just ten minutes and then gone to bed.
2: So, <laughs> weird.
0: Um, but it's like going to a library with the intention of reading a book, and you only read the titles <laughs> and you never pull out a book.
2: I do that a lot.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That choice is wasted on you, man. I go
2: to Books A Million all the time. I don't think I bought a book in, like, in person. I don't think I bought a book.
0: Ooh, this one has a cool cover. Maybe like eight years.
2: I just uh, can't buy them in person. They're way too expensive in person.
0: Yeah. Agreed. No, I mean, I, I do think it's a good move. Um, I think it's also very smart because I think a lot of people are subscribed uh for those HBO originals which for years now have been uh phenomenal and with HBO Max they've continued to be with Watchmen um I watched uh what was it called Raised by Walls I that show was crazy I, I can't even say I loved it because like it's too weird of a show to say you loved like I, I won't I won't say that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's a very weird show but I was all there for it um And they have a ton of other ones just going on whenever. Um, But yeah, so I think it's pretty smart to charge this cheaper version. Granted, I do think the greatest thing HBO max offers is it's huge library of, we just watched night of the living dead on HBO max. I mean, of these classics movies that are very hard to find anywhere else. Um, And so like, yeah, it's cool. Um, like your place for westerns and classics and just like anything pre 1990s. <laughs> and then also it has the modern stuff that Warner Brothers has thrown out into the world. But uh, I think it's a good deal. Granted, it is the most overpriced one. So like, yeah, it'd be nice if it was more competitively priced. Um, I still... Wish Hulu's ad free version wasn't so expensive, but how much uh, is their ad free version? (laughs) I want to say it's like 12 bucks, maybe it's 10 because there's that whole like Disney Hulu bundle for 13. I don't know, right? Right? Um, but it's smart. I mean, kind of pulling a page a little bit out of Peacock's book, even though Peacock has the free version, but they have the free version which gives you ads and a limited library. Then there's the Paid full library, but ads version, and then there's the paid ad-free tier. So there's they have the three-tier system, which I think that's pretty cool because they have a free tier, so you still get some stuff. You can find like one season of The Office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's episodes. And that's not even full season. Yeah, they, they can choose episodes. Four
0: episodes. These we determined these to be the worst episodes. <laughs> not, um. But yeah, so like, I, I think tiered systems are probably where we're headed in the future. Netflix has a ton of tiers. Um, I think Netflix's tiers though are kind of messed up because they're throttling quality and number of screens <laughs> which no other streaming service does. Um, so I, I think I like Netflix's the least. But uh, maybe that's just because I'm getting the the free lowest tier and so it's the lowest quality but yeah i mean so are you guys getting hbmx no
1: nope <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> for free I, I i have
1: it currently through my parental figures
0: yeah uh, and we so have it through at&t
1: there you go <laughs> all right so uh, what we got next
0: right, let's keep going
2: All right, I don't know what Taylor's reading right now. Sorry, but... the, oh. <laughs> uh, I had to go to unmute myself. Um, so I'm the next one is... Dr. Uh, Strange was revealed to have been cut from WandaVision, uh, Kevin Feige said. So uh, there was intention to have him in there, um, but um, the, the statement that he uh, said was it quote unquote would have taken away from Wanda. And honestly, I kind of, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't think we missed anything, not having him in the show. Um, Maybe like the thing is, if he would have popped in and left, I think that would have been worse than yeah. having.
0: If he was only in the last episode, that would have been horrible.
2: Yeah, like yeah. you,
0: you have to show that he's been like monitoring the situation for a while. He maybe even has a, an encounter with Wanda, in like episode three or something. Uh, but yeah, that would that would be so much worse, is <laughs> mm-hmm. if it was just this here to save the day or to help you out in the final moments. It, it would be like a lot of people were talking about, like. Uh, Spider-Man. Apparently the writers were talking about using Spider-Man in the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale because it Mm -hmm. takes place in New York, right? Why not? Pull a New Yorker, grab Spider-Man. He's next door. And he brought it up to Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige um, said something similar that was like, you can't just pull in anyone you want. They have to have a place in the story. Mm -hmm. It's not just about they're there. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I think Uh, it's fair because like he says in this article that like some people might say, oh, it would have been cool to see Doctor Strange, but you know, it would have taken away from Wanda, which we didn't want to do. We didn't want to end the show to be commoditized to go to the next movie. And we talked about how this is kind of like the genius of these shows because the shows are good. And we know they're setting up crossovers for movies with these right. like developments, but doing like having the crossover appear in the show seems tacky. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's like the only thing they see value in is like, Oh, they're together. And that's cool. Cause <laughs> your favorite heroes are together. And it's like, it's like jumping the gun. Don't get them on the show, get them on right. paying to go see the movie. And you maybe <laughs>
0: remove some of the setup. And yeah. Um,
2: and, and, and I, I think, think there's
0: definitely a way you could have done it. But it's like you said, Dr. Strange would have had to have become a very, like, integrated part of the show. With
2: a character of his stature and name, he would have been included in the name of the show. Yeah. Well, apparently it was going to be because it says that uh, they actually had to rewrite
1: bits of the movie because he was supposed to have shown up in this. And so that would have tied in a bit more. I'm sure their stories would still tie into each other. Yeah. But it, it sounds like it would have been even more connected. Also, before you say something, can I just quickly point out that in this article, uh, in the very first uh, sentence, uh, they, they misspell or they they mistype the the title of Doctor Strange two. It's Doctor wait, Strange in wait. the multi- multiverse of madness, not and the multiverse of madness.
0: I don't know. It might be and.
1: It's not. It's in. I, I did. Okay. It, it, everything from Marvel is it's yeah. in the multiverse of
0: madness. Okay. So. Nice, good work. yeah
1: I'm glad good I got that. I them. feel very proud of myself.
0: Uh, yeah, apparently Benedict Cumberbatch was supposed to even be in one of those commercial breaks, mm-hmm. um, and he and was those... supposed to be following those commercials very closely. Like, I, I think I'm sure they would have done it well, but uh, well, it, it's interesting because. But, they... but I get what you're saying, Tay. I'm kind of with you that I'm glad he wasn't because the even though we're not getting a movie that's just. The Scarlet Witch, maybe not yet. Right. Um, this is kind of that. Th- this was kind of the Scarlet Witch movie, that it's very much a character piece, but you throw too many characters in it, it's no longer a character piece. There's
1: a... So the article says that he would have shown up in the commercials as a way of him trying to get in touch with Wanda. Yeah. I wonder which... If every one of them would have been different, or if oh. else would have been the same.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because, like, how are... Does that mean Wanda's watching the commercials? I mean, I guess sort of she is, but...
1: I wonder if they're, like, dreams for her.
0: Right. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I don't know. It'd be weird to be
0: dreaming Claymation. I don't, I don't know. You don't? <laughs> Clearly, you haven't watched Chicken Run enough. <laughs> uh, it's a Claymation movie, right?
1: I think it's been a long time since I've watched... <laughs> that film and like what is it is that like a is there like a parent film the man and the dog i don't know what I, yeah uh, yeah I there it is. it is i don't
0: remember what it's called even, um, sure what is. the wallace and grummet yes that
1: one. um i mean this is interesting also this this uh article talks a little bit about their fans uh criticizing the show saying wanda got off easy
0: i'm kind of with that uh (laughs) granted i don't think the story's over either right i I don't think but so
1: specifically with these people yes she didn't deal with repercussions
0: i think yeah throw her in the raft kind of but (laughs)
1: but i think on like on a more personal level she has a lot to deal with at this point yeah uh and so her story's not quite done the transformation's not quite finished
0: Uh, yeah but i do agree that like she got off easy but like that's kind of like the the storytelling aspect right it, it's it's the constant problem actually in superhero things that super villains like like uh zemo he steps out of line immediately thrown back in there are full-on nations coming after him to <laughs> to throw him back into prison but then when a superhero steps out of line uh such as wandavision brainwashing wanda vision wanda brainwashing over three thousand people and several government officials and like um and completely altering reality and whatnot and creating this bub- bubble and whatnot um it's like yeah but she's our friend it's the whole captain america bucky moment right but he's my friend uh, now fortunately bucky didn't kill well yeah, Bucky didn't kill T'Chaka in reality. Um but he did kill <laughs> Tony's he parents. Killed quite, a, yeah, um, he killed quite a few people. And so yeah, like she, she definitely does get off easy, but I mean that's kind of the point, right? Is that like right. she hasn't she she hasn't paid for these crimes and she's not it'll be a while before she starts paying for the crimes that she has worse crimes to pay for coming soon.
1: Yeah, there's there's more to come. We're not quite um,
0: done with that. And so like, yes, that our heroes should be actively working to stop her. Unfortunately, most of them aren't paying attention. Maybe Doctor Strange will be clued into it. He'll try and he'll fail or something, you know. Yeah. But I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna cut in real quick before we move on to the next one. Uh the Loki show is no longer premiering on June 11th.
0: If you say August,
1: it is premiering August. No, it's premiering June 9th. Okay. So two days, two days earlier. <laughs> and additionally, uh, there's a funny little post on Instagram, uh, with Tom Hiddleston and telling this, um, but, he says Wednesdays are the new Friday. So the show is premiering every single Wednesday starting June
0: 9th. So they actually addressed the thing I was bringing up. And that's the reason I suggested August is because bad batch is airing from now until someday in August, every Friday. So I was like, don't tell me they're just going to append it to the end of bad batch where they don't want to overlap shows, but then talking about it. Okay. Well, So Bad Batch will be every Friday, but that means it will encompass the time that Loki is coming out. So does that mean they'll release two, a Loki show and a Bad Batch episode on the same day on the same Friday at midnight? And that answers the question. No, they will not. They will do it. Wednesday will be Loki days. Friday will be Bad Batch days. It will make our job much more difficult. Yep, Uh, might have to start a Thursday show. I don't know. Gosh, Uh, (laughs) this is how we'll turn into a daily show. Is there will just be so many TV shows to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's starting Um,
1: to get back up and running, and we gotta keep keep top of all of it. I'm
0: very excited for that, though. I'm very happy. I wish they would have chosen Tuesday, but I'm very happy. Um, yeah, I think Tuesday would have been better. Because I think Tuesday-Friday splits. Unless they're eventually going to get to the point to where they're doing three premium shows, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then I'm all in. Let's do it. Um, I'm excited for that. That's cool. That was good yeah. news. Yeah. That was You're good welcome. news. What's the next good news you have for me? <laughs> well, <laughs> tell me something else that's good.
1: Is, uh, Taylor's going to tell us in here in a second.
0: The oh, next that, that. thing
2: on the order <laughs> order is that... Leo, sit down. We oh, hit my mic. Um so the next thing is that uh we got to see Miss Marvel in costume, which is cool. And the show is gonna be premiering obviously on Disney Plus. And the first picture oh, sorry. Uh uh is it how do you say her name? Ima?
0: Ima? I think
2: it's... Iman Vellani. Yeah, Iman Valani.
0: I was trying to find the spelling one more time. But <laughs> yeah, I think that's correct.
2: Yeah. It says that the show um, is suspected that the events will tie into Captain Marvel 2. Yep. And I, I,
1: So I, I finally got a chance to, to check out the what we were talking about a bit, uh, the trailer for like future Marvel stuff, but uh, it looks like the logo for Captain Marvel two is her stripe. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's the, the word Marvel is written in the same font um, that the Captain Marvel one font was. And then the S is miss Marvel's S.
1: And so those are the two. And then
0: in False. Oh. in I forget which letter it is it has a black and white logo which is uh, photons logo okay um, in inside one of the letters so it has all three of their um, okay. little pieces to That's the puzzle um, but yeah I think this costume looks really cool it's very Absolutely. comic book accurate from how it looks um, <laughs>
1: which I mean it's good because we haven't gotten a lot of that with uh, with character
0: names yeah uh spider-man's is pretty complicated
1: spider, i'd say spider-man's and black panthers iron man's or no i would not say iron man's accurate.
0: his first one
1: it was pretty updated
0: his first one
1: his first one his first one
0: his Short first time. one looks identical to that crude drawing from 1968
2: <laughs> well, I wait I the, the one he builds
0: in the man. cave or the one he yeah. makes yeah. after no he's the uh yeah <laughs> I mean, even the one he builds in the cave looks like the one from the comic. <laughs> I
2: gotta rewatch
0: that <laughs> movie. Yeah, that's what I was talking oh, about. Uh, Iron Man 1 actually just had its anniversary this last week. Um, yeah. The one that started it all. Um, we should rewatch that movie. Too. Is it 10 uh,
2: years or how many years is 11, it?
0: 11, no, 12, 13. Nope. 13 years. 13. Yep, I got there. Came 11. out 2008, takes place 2009. I yep, can do this. One. Don't test me. <laughs> um, but yeah we do need to rewatch iron man it's such a great movie
1: but yeah this is this is exciting i mean suit looks great i'm really excited for the show uh we're getting it a little bit later this year
0: you might know, i think is right it is coming out this year oh man
1: i'm thinking october and i don't know why i'm thinking october
0: sure it's a good thing to think
1: <laughs> i'm not thinking october for a reason i'm just
0: thinking could tomorrow. you imagine your how old is she
1: She's, I think, a teenager, right?
0: Like, actually a teenager? Uh, not doesn't even have her age on 23-year-old here. 23-year-old playing. No, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's actually sub-20. Sub-20 like sub years old. <laughs> uh, she's um,
1: born... 2000? I think she's, like, right around 20.
0: Okay. Okay, so I guess that's, like, the age Tom Holland was. Um, yeah. For Civil War. Um, but could you imagine this? That you're like, Hey, I want to be an actor. You know, when I grow up, I want to be an actor. And first thing you get casted in is the MCU. Not only that, but before your first project where they already give you the title character of a TV show, you're not a, some supporting character. You're you're not like Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye. Hawkeye is just now getting his TV show. Black widow is just now getting her movie. Like, like those were supporting characters in other movies. Mm -hmm. Um, you the very first thing you ever do as an actor is the title character of an MCU TV show. And even before has it finished production? Let, let's say even before it finishes production, they already have you scheduled to be to reprise that role in a movie. You're already in in two movies. Like don't get me wrong, I'm sure on in her contract it says like she's slated for like five projects or whatever it says. Right. But like, this that start to an acting career. Not only is a pretty good start to an acting career. You gotta wonder what like how intense that audition had to be. True. Because they're like you know we're not just casting this this girl for one TV show. We're casting her for ten years. Like um
1: there's got to be a lot of i oh, would not say, say i mean there's probably a lot of stress but i mean there's got to be a lot of faith being like hey you don't have a lot of experience right now but we're gonna need you to to
0: really bring and it that goes off. to her that you? goes to she hulk that goes to um it, it's any of these characters that are starting out as title characters uh moon knight although is the the difference with moon knight and she hulk though is that those actors have, have have a big rap Evans. sheet. Have a huge rap sheet. Um, especially Oscar Isaac. His 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 filmography's here. I
1: don't know, man. I, I don't, he's he's a nobody.
0: Uh, he's, he's a, a nobody. nobody. <laughs> Oscar who? What's Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> um and Star Wars is arguably the worst thing Oscar Isaac's ever. Done.
1: <laughs> um I mean, did he do apocalypse?
0: True. <laughs> there <laughs> like, you go. Beat it out.
1: That might be the worst um not his fault
0: not his fault um but yeah like that's crazy to me but yeah like you said comes out later this year that's exciting um so let's let's get into this this big topic um that marvel put out this trailer that's like three minutes long taylor's muted
2: yeah this this is so sick because I don't know. It's just sick. It's cool
0: because <laughs>
2: reasons, so, man. This
1: this get, like I don't even know what the term is. I gotta, I gotta find Chills, out goosebumps. The but the chills uh, on the back of my neck just as it opened because it, it's got bits and pieces of, uh, like interviews or, or commentary from Stan Lee just about the MCU as a whole. Yeah, it's the
0: Stanley quote that's like the first half of this video. Um, and it's so hopeful you know it's awesome
1: it is it's it's Um, very uh all-encompassing it's very welcoming um and it just shows bits and pieces throughout the mcu and then right about the mid midway mark it picks up and starts showing us the new stuff that um, yeah even before that that
0: new stuff though when we get that crowd shot that illegally yes. shot footage that, that,
1: that's exactly what i was thinking i was like this was illegally filmed
0: no unless it um, was them filming it you know like if they snuck into a theater and filmed it i guess it's not technically illegal but
1: maybe not but i was think i would think um, that if marvel had done that they would have had a like uh, officially like a camera at the back of the room so they wouldn't be missing right. bits and but I, had, it, I think it was done very well because that was that sounded pretty much like what our theater sounded like.
0: Yeah, it was cool.
1: Uh, so actually, I got chills from that as well. <laughs> yeah, because that that got that had uh, <laughs> some memories to it.
0: One of the most awesome moments in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Cap yeah. hearing the on your left, and then the Avengers assemble, and he, he, um, he grabs Mjolnir, yeah, Mjolnir and everyone it goes. Yeah, yeah, no, that was awesome. But then, yeah, we get into the new stuff where we see some things we've sort of seen before. It was some new shots, new shots of Black Widow, new shots of Shang-Chi. Is Aquafina just smiling throughout the entire movie of Shang-Chi?
1: Maybe. Because uh, in all the
0: shots we've gotten of her, she's got this huge grin to be in an MCU movie.
1: (laughs) This little bit that we see of Shang-Chi probably made me the most hype for that film, actually just like the the i don't know the the jumps i guess with the with the, the music whatever it was i was like yeah. okay okay i'm really getting behind this like i want it now it, it's I, I need it to be i want it now exactly <laughs> uh, i was just like man i there's so much good stuff to come and uh, uh, i think we got some release dates so i don't know if the release dates that they showed shown showed um, are anything new to us or something like yeah. Back. i'm not, I'm not too i sure don't
0: it, think I do. they were new i think we've known them but um we got fully was... rendered title screens yeah um title logos title logos <laughs> there you go um for all upcoming projects and we got i think the only
1: we got uh two like confirmed titles that we didn't know right uh, so we knew so we found out that um the sequel to Captain Marvel is going to be called The Marvels, which we talked about a little bit earlier. And the sequel to Black Panther is going to be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I, I think I think we knew all the other titles.
0: Yeah, but I, it was cool I, to I, see. Pull up the list.
1: Yeah. It, it was cool to see little Marbies. animations go with each of them though.
0: <laughs> um Thor and Eleven, they, didn't, Thunder I, they didn't
1: give us a, a, they don't need to. It's re- so recognizable. But they didn't give us a title or a date for Fantastic Four at the end. They just Yeah, wrote just out that the four. four.
0: Yeah. So I guess that we, we maybe could assume that that's the one that's right after Guardians 3, that that's where it fits. Yeah. Um, but They're going to call
1: it Fan Force
0: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest movie ever made. <laughs> um.
1: It's a movie and it was made
0: it's a movie that was made um before we talk about those new titles uh because this movie's coming up a little sooner okay we got our first real looks at the eternals
1: yes yes Um, i actually i the footage of it i was like i don't recognize these characters i don't know what this is (laughs) and i was like (laughs) i had after like the third scene i was like okay no this is gonna be eternals
0: yeah um I think in those few face shots we got, it looks good. It does. <laughs> I like the lighting of the shots. Which is really surprising
1: because you and I have been talking about like this is probably the most likely um, to fail.
0: That being said, all we got was like a few face shots. We didn't really get too much else. Yeah. I don't even know if there was any dialogue in it. Um, but yeah, it looks nice. looks pretty. It's
1: good that a product that's coming out looks nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but to get into, uh, what do you want to talk first, the Marvels or Wakanda Forever? Because, as we've gotten all these subtitles, guy, man, the Was Quantum Mania. We got Thor 4, Love and Thunder. Obviously, that Guardians that was- of Galaxy Volume Three doesn't have a subtitle to it, so there's not a lot to dig into, but. <laughs>
1: uh and
0: so i just want to make sure because I, I don't remember from the logo so is it
1: thor love and thunder or is it thor 4 love
0: and Thunder? thor love and thunder
1: okay that's what, that's what i thought like now i couldn't remember it uh let's talk about marvels because we talked okay. a little bit about it and just yeah sure so you said because I, I guess i didn't catch photons
0: um yeah it's over the a in marvels so it's got the
1: okay, okay.
0: Thing I'm a doohickey. I don't know what it's so called. Are we expecting
1: <laughs> the, the Marvels to include anyone other than
2: that's
0: the thing that's so weird to me about this, right? That this is the Captain. We this was the confirmed slot for Captain Marvel two. So this is Captain Marvel two, yes. but it's called the Marvels. Everyone gets some of the logo, kind of thing. So I'm expecting it to be somewhat of equal footing. Share Captain Marvel's the the OG so like they're they're, they're all kind of connected through her but it's weird to me because we were told way back when that this movie was going to be on the same level as Captain America Civil War Captain America Civil War has 12 heroes in it i think there were six on each side um so it has 12 of our main characters in it three of them are sharing this logo. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I think that's kind of weird, but uh, I'm interested to find out what it is. Um, I wonder why it's not called Captain Marvel 2. I wonder why it's not Captain Marvel 2 Kree versus Skrull or something. I mean, this is the Uh, first movie
1: that doesn't have its parent like uh, franchise name. So, because like all the other ones have been like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War. Uh,
0: That's correct.
1: Yeah. So this is Captain Marvel, then the Marvels.
0: Yeah. Weird.
1: Because like all the Thors, all the Iron Iron, Iron Man, the Iron Man movies. Right. Um, they all they all had that that parent prefix, and this this doesn't.
0: That's a good point. Um, kind of, I wonder I, if you wonder could if technically argue. Really captain it's not called captain america the falcon and the winter soldier
1: yeah but that's a tv show so i'm giving it a little bit of slack off, okay that's um, how it works rather than a direct sequel
0: but true
1: i'm wondering if they're doing this to just to uh, differentiate it or further it away from captain marvel a little bit because they are trying to make this such a large-scale film
0: yeah, but like and Captain and America three didn't try at all in its title or its advertising know, to maybe, separate it.
1: And maybe I, I don't want t- Maybe this is not true at all, or maybe they just didn't have the idea at the time to like they wanted. They didn't want to differentiate it. But it feels weird that this that they would uh, break from formula.
0: <laughs> Gosh, yeah, ever since you saw the toby Maguire spider-man movie in the past two months you've been away from formula back to formula yeah
1: yeah uh i try to find it as many uses of the word formula in daily conversation as i can trying to bring Uh, it organically
0: yeah i you might be onto something to be honest i mean even though captain marvel is a hugely financially successful film um i think most people put it as a middle of the road marvel movie um maybe even in the back half i i I don't know i don't remember where it fell into my list um but like so you have this middle of the road marvel movie and maybe they are trying to really spice things up with it that they want to they change the title a little um right but also yeah the story is going to be vastly different i mean i don't think we're going to get an amnesia story again that would be weird (laughs) um she has
1: multiple levels of amnesia and they stack
0: (laughs) <laughs> and it's 25 years later where, where she still has it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's I think the interesting thing is that like I kind of want this film to tell us a little bit of what she was a little bit more specific about what she was doing for the past 20 years, mm-hmm. other than what she was doing during Endgame. Um and then it's also telling this other event story um of the Korean and the scrolls perhaps and so like yeah whoa where, where, where does that fit in what other characters are going to be in this and like why is it called the marvels you know like oh my goodness do you know what's a character with the name marvel in it that i really want them to introduce blue marvel blue marvel is awesome that character needs more comic book work He's also on the ultimate, so he's very connected to Captain Marvel now in the put, comics. Put Blue Marvel in the film. Put Blue Marvel in the film. I want, I want him to, to join up. Um, he's also got some really weird powers, but um, kind of energy based, just like the rest of them, except for Miss Marvel, who isn't energy based whatsoever. Um, that's the that's another thing that's interesting: is Miss Mar is Miss Marvel going to tackle the Inhuman of it all, or just make her a mutant? Uh,
1: well there's another prominent character in the show and i don't remember the name that is an inhuman so i imagine they're gonna go inhuman route okay um but i don't know they could they could definitely do it i feel like i feel like they wouldn't uh, it's not necessarily wasting it but i feel like they would use like introduce mutants with more well-known mutants
0: (laughs) with mutants that are actually mutants (laughs) that are are
1: (laughs) actually mutants and this would be a a, a good introduction for Inhumans um, as a way to, you know, bring in the the show, because that's such a good product that we really want (laughs) to fold that into the
0: MCU. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think it makes things more complicated when you eventually do introduce Inhumans, unless you just never have that plan. But (laughs) um, supposedly Kevin Feige likes the Inhumans is the rumor that gets passed around. He He likes it. Um, So it would be weird for him to take one of these characters that isn't inhuman and make him a mutant and then later introduce inhumans and now she doesn't she has connections to completely different characters like it'd just be weird Um, so what's the plot of the marvels ian uh
1: i i definitely i definitely want to give it a shot to see if we can Guess the plot before the movie comes out. I don't know if I have it here yet. I don't have that. I, I think when
0: I, I get the, the trailer of Shang-Chi, I'll be able to predict that one. I don't know. It looks straightforward to me so far. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shang-Chi is the MCU's Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Let's get into the other one. Um, Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever. Yeah. You like that title? Um,
1: I think I don't know. So this is not. Uh, well, first off, it's not like um, like the Captain Americans where they had colons, and then I think this is just four one like four words in one string.
0: The way it's written out after. Like in the pair in the text is a colon. I don't know for okay. sure, though. Like they could have just written it like that. It's possible. You'd think there'd so. at least be like a comma, right? Black Panther, comma, Wakanda, forever. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Um Yeah, I, I think it's a it's an interesting title. Obviously, we know where this one comes from a lot more than just the broad yes. stroke of yes. Uh, the marvels
1: but uh, it seems to be an interesting title because i mean so it's it's a famous quote uh within the mcu within um that black panther has said uh but the title unless it feels and you said this uh well that it feels like this would be the the subtitle of like the the end of a trilogy
0: right like the if you were only going to make three black panther films it feels like Wakanda forever would be the last. And I mean, who knows maybe, maybe be, if they retired the black Panther character from, we don't know what the story is. Um, and so like, maybe, maybe it's not going to be a trilogy. Maybe we're just going to black Panther one, black Panther two, and then we're going to follow. I mean, we're obviously going to follow some other character, but underneath that title as well. Okay. Shuri. That's the title of the film just sherry the one word name
1: i would not would not like that not <laughs> specifically because it's just furthering the idea that this is acceptable an acceptable way to name
0: yes <laughs> um but yeah so not not only going with the the only other thing though that i understand why they want to call it this but i wonder if that like and there's nothing against any anyone involved with the project, any creator, um, or obviously Chadwick Boseman, who's a tremendous actor. But it feels very much like it's a title that is just homage to him. Okay. And that to me is a little weird. Like, yeah, you could give him a, a rest in peace sign um, at the beginning of the movie, kind of like they did for Stanley or stuff like that. Like you, you could do all that stuff, uh, and all you want and honor him that that's totally great. It's just weird naming your movie to convey a certain tone that has to do with a real life person's passing, which may not be the tone of your movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I do think though, it could fit the tone of the movie if. Wakanda's existence is threatened. If there's a per- a moment of the movie where we go, Wakanda as a nation might not make it out of this. Which I suppose we've already kind of had that fear before as, you know, all the xenomorphs attack. <laughs> all the Venom symbiotes attack. I forget what they're called. Um, Thanos' whole army invades. Um, but, like, they made it out of that. So, like, there has to be another war that Fully takes down Wakanda, in order for you to call it Wakanda forever, because that that to me conveys this tone of enduring, of persevering. And um, we
1: have an idea of where it's going to go because they've been setting up Atlantis for a while.
0: They've been setting up Atlantis for a while, and Namor and T'Challa have a ton of history in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, those two nations, and my. Prediction way back when two years ago for Black Panther 2 was for Wakanda to go into an all out war with Atlantis. And so, if that happens, and if we get those ending kind of shots where at our climax, Atlantis uses their final weapon, which is to flood Wakanda, yeah, that's devastating. That's huge. If they do something like that, yeah, we're going to need something hopeful like Wakanda forever. Like that, that is a perfect title for that it's, kind it's of the thing. Idea,
1: if, if that is the story they go with and that's why it's Wakanda forever, that feels very much like a, at the end, at the end of the films when they used to be like, uh, this you person will return. You name
0: drop the title. <laughs> well, yeah. no, it'd be
1: like this, this person will return. Cause like, it, it's telling you this looks horrible. This looks like total destruction, but it's not the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah and it's like you have those moments where like okay the war is over and you're in the resolution where whatever characters are talking maybe it's Shuri or Okoye um, or Ayo um maybe they're talking and they go do we move and then someone's like no we got to rebuild wakanda right. forever man you know like <laughs> um and and so i feel like you you got to you got to hit that moment if you're going to call it this um, okay. Listen, now of course can, marvel uh, always surprises me and manages to name their things on so many levels I, i'm looking at you wandavision where there's so many levels of that name um, listen okay so
1: if if wakanda floods and they're like you know what we can rebuild our people we have to we are stronger and whatnot they need to move to broxton ohio
0: it's <laughs> a, a place to not a peop- it's a people not a place <laughs>
1: And they're going to set up new Wakanda in Broxton, Ohio, along with, uh, with Asgard. Uh,
0: yeah, they set up new Wakanda. Yep. I want them to also do it in Norway, though. <laughs> <laughs> right next to new Asgard is new Wakanda.
1: Yeah. So Broxton, <laughs> Ohio being the place in the comics where new Asgard is after yeah. the destruction of it. Uh, and then so I, I did the comic version. You did the MCU version. It makes uh, I'll so take either. more sense,
0: though, for it to be Norway. Yeah, you yeah, know, right, uh, or something Nordic.
1: But I mean, this is exciting. I mean, l- watching like the the eight or so titles that we know that are coming you up just flash through.
0: Animations. It's exciting, it's yeah.
1: Good. What, uh for you two, Taylor and Josh, what of the movies presented in that list? What are you most excited for?
2: Um.
1: <laughs>
0: Black Widow. <laughs> um, it's kind of Black Widow, if I'm being honest, just because I want that I movie. Lie. But I, I won't give Black that Widow, answer.
2: but honestly Spider-Man, I think.
0: I get that, for sure. There's a lot of hype yep. on that. I think mine, which sucks because it's the furthest one out, is Fantastic Four. I literally know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> other than it's the we're going to follow the fantastic four. We don't have a cast. We don't have anything, everything else. We know like a decent amount of stuff. About. I, uh, wow.
1: I'm probably going to say, uh, and I, I want to say black widow. Cause I'm so excited to see that film, but I would probably say uh, Ant-Man and the wasp Quantumania. Wow. Because, because the, uh, we kind of got the drop uh, from Janet that like there's, it's mutation down here. Uh, right. It really messes with you. And so that movie, I feel like it's going to delve a bit more into into the mutant genome. There. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited for that. Also, I just want to see them in a really small city in a microverse. Uh, which they could potentially Tiny introduce, city! They could potentially introduce <laughs> Dr. Doom.
0: Uh, we know that King the Conqueror is in it.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, a big element. And Kang is... Well, very connected to the Fantastic Four, uh, but also is p- potentially going to be a big bad uh, for one of the Avengers films. So,
0: right. I'm, I'm pretty excited I mean, for that one. At this point, there's like seven people who could be the big bad on the next yeah. Avengers, um, which I appreciate. That's good. Um, That's good. I want it to be right. Stane. Just as I want it to be. What's his name? No. What's his so name? School.
1: But no, long enough.
0: Oh my goodness! What is his name? What's he from? <sighs>
1: okay. What's he from?
0: I call him uh, Tony Stark. Built this in a cave, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who is also exactly in Spider-Man Two, Far From Home? Um, I can't think of his name. Um, who is? Find it later. Yeah, Find yeah, you next week
1: on unanimous indecision.
0: Um I, I'm gonna have to re-lick up his name. But um for some reason Wilfred Nagel from Falcon and the were Soldier keeps popping up and I know that's wrong. Yeah, that's definitely um right. but um just as a fun ending question, because you brought this up to me off camera. The fantastic four was kind of like the last thing in this it's the furthest out thing like yeah blade is out there but like um but they already did blade once fantastic four if they were to introduce any character from the fantastic four before the fantastic four movie who would it be and where
1: I think the safest choice would be Reed.
0: Okay, where?
1: I'm trying to think. I don't know where. He's not. I think he's the safest choice, but I also think they could do Johnny pretty easily. I don't yet. Really... I'm trying to think of where they might show up.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking. Reed could be. of oh, a number uh, between one and ten.
1: Oh. Quantumania. <laughs>
0: yeah that's not bad i mean with his connection to kang that could be something for sure especially it's also the movie right before well not right before but two movies before Mm -hmm. so it'll be fresh um that could be i forgot what i said when i answered this question (laughs) Uh, you said sue did i really you did in what movie your explanation (laughs) in what movie
1: uh you didn't say the movie
0: I think I said Sue could just kind of fit in anywhere because they're probably going to be changing her character a little bit anyways. I
1: hope
0: so. That she kind of fits in anywhere. Oh, I think I said She-Hulk you did as say a she possibility she. You did say for kind of anyone. But yeah, for Sue, um, because She-Hulk takes place in New York and the, there's the obvious choice of like choosing Johnny and, in Spider-Man. But Spider-Man's already a pretty full movie Uh, to introduce Johnny. And it would be just one more thing. It would be awesome, but uh, it'd just be one more thing. Uh, So kind of that like number two slot there is putting someone in She-Hulk, which um, Jennifer Walters traditionally has resided in New York, Mm -hmm. obviously. So me picking the obvious choice of Spider-Man. The next obvious choice is just the, the next New Yorkers in the group, which is She-Hulk. And so uh, I think She-Hulk's a good good choice for me. Um, I don't know.
2: Taylor, what do you think? Am I muted? No, I'm not. You're not muted. She-Hulk. Um, I don't know. I think Hulk's enough.
0: <laughs> you have no idea what the question is. <laughs>
2: Yeah dude. So, que- yeah. so the question was uh of
1: the,
0: f- hold, the on, hold on, hold on, hold on hold on. What was the question? Taylor?
2: Uh we're talking about the MCU. Yeah. Uh, yes we are. Very good. Are we talking we about are. the mere that, that you have to qualify? MCU? What? Are we talking about additions to the MCU? Um sort of. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> All right, let's 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 put him out of his misery. Uh, so talking about the fantastic four movie that is on the horizon. Uh, if, if one of the characters were to be brought into the MCU before like the, the title film, so like introduced one character in, in an earlier film, who would it be? And what movie would they show up in
0: In the way that like they introduced Spider-Man in captain America, civil war. Yes.
2: Wait, they did that. Yes. yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Because he showed up at the fight in Germany, at the airport fight.
2: Yeah. But he didn't have a movie yet? No, his
0: movie came out a year later.
1: Nope, that was the introduction to the character.
2: Wow.
0: He's got a lot to think about. That's true. true. (laughs) So, memory of the Fantastic Four uh, appearing in one of these, like, nine projects that we got glimpses of title screens. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: What name some people that aren't getting a title film yet
0: that are she, not She-Hulk. Right. I mean yeah, so so additionally to these movies, uh we've got Hawkeye, we've got She-Hulk, we've got Loki technically, but let I'm saying they, they've yeah, already yeah, appeared. Yeah, Loki's already coming. Um Moon Knight. Um we've got Miss Marvel, obviously. We've got... Who am I missing? The Secret Invasion Show, which will follow Nick Fury. Um, is that all of them? Echo, technically? but
2: Wait, but aren't we talking about characters that have not appeared at all? No,
0: well, well, specifically, we're talking about the four from the Fantastic Four. So, uh,
2: Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben. Yeah. Wait, if but you're talking about... Movie. But you said She-Hulk.
0: Yeah, well, so I my pick... <laughs> <laughs> My take is, Storm, Sue Storm, Sue Storm, yeah. yeah, Sue Storm, uh, the Invisible Woman, to make her appearance before the Fantastic Four movie in the She-Hulk TV show. I think that's the first member of the Fantastic. I don't four know anything woman.
2: about the Fantastic Four. Okay, all right
0: we need to go watch Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah Um, the best
1: fantastic four movie uh actually no second only to the unreleased 1990
0: version gosh dude i don't know what people are talking about that movie being good it's it's got a good like skeleton of like the story they're the story they're trying to tell but that movie is a mess It
1: (laughs) it, it, it is unreleased
0: yeah but like people so, talk about that being the greatest Fantastic Four movie ever made. It's not. No shot. No. Like it's horrible. It's not worse than Ghost Rider 2, though. Uh,
1: it, it, you have to really try to be worse than Ghost Rider 2.
0: Um, so we're probably gonna go ahead and conclude here. Uh, what if one of them made their debut in the what if animated? <laughs> That'd be weird.
1: Yeah, that'd be. That'd be I don't think they'd do that.
0: Mm-hmm. <coughs> so we're gonna go ahead and conclude here. We finished up all our news stories. I think what
1: movie are we watching next
0: week? Next week. So we are supposed to be watching Dawn of the Dead, but like I said, I don't want to pay eighty dollars for a DVD. Um. Now we could go watch the Zack Snyder movie, or we could watch a new movie, um, that just came out. So uh. The two movies I've listed here is, uh, Wrath of Man, which is the Jason Statham one, uh, Guy Ritchie directing. And then the other one is Without Remorse that came out actually a couple days ago, uh, which is Michael B. Fun. Interestingly enough, talking about Fant stick it's, um, a- another collaboration between Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Bell, uh, <laughs> who were two actors from Fant Stick. um, But it follows a Tom Clancy novel, not Jack Ryan, but a separate character. I got to pull back up that web page because I thought that was really funny. Um, Let's see. Do I have it? No, not there. Um, Where is it? Amazon without remorse. I just thought this was hilarious that like Tom Clancy's names of characters are the simplest things ever created. Like Jack Ryan and then Michael B. Jordan's character in this is John Clark. Mm. <laughs> like these are such like just middle America names, you know, <laughs> like there's no, no flavor on it at all. Um, but yeah, so uh, kind of a double feature for next week, both really big action movies, I think. So that should be fun to talk That's about. Exciting. Um, so that'll be next week also Saturday we already got 70 glorious minutes maybe if you think they were glorious um, 70 <laughs> glorious minutes of the bad batch released yesterday on May the 4th Star Wars Day and we are getting 20 ish more minutes on Friday so Saturday noon Eastern time on twitch.tv slash Anderson decision we will be talking the bad batch the first 100 minutes episode one and two uh, we'll be talking all of it. Um, you want to give it a little sneak preview, Ian? Uh, not at all. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bad Batch sequel series to the Clone Wars. Um, kind of just picks up right where the Clone Wars left off, if I'm being honest. I read an article- Obviously, following <laughs> new characters. But
1: I read an article saying uh, that it really is just like Clone War season eight. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate because this is the first Star Wars show to premiere on Disney Plus. Like, yeah, uh, and so most so most fans, if they want to get like a jumping off point into like the non live action stuff, they're gonna look at this and be like, "All right, I'm gonna watch this because this is like the first thing that it's coming out now." And you kind of need to have a little bit of.
0: a... I mean, it inherently was going to be though. It's a spinoff of characters that were introduced in season seven, right. kind of thing. But uh, um... and I'm not
1: saying I agree with this, but I read this article that said that really has like seven seasons of lore that you kind of need to know uh, before you <laughs> a little this. bit and i will um, say uh, having having not finished clone wars myself there's definitely some parts that i'm missing out on there's there's references that i'm just not getting
0: but it's started. like you know who Saga is because of rogue one i do i do like you don't necessarily have all that backstory stuff that the clone wars has provided us but you said i'm a rogue one I do. um and so stuff like that uh but um, yeah, it was, episode one had some really awesome moments that a lot of us had been excited for for a really long time that we're going to break down in all its glory uh, Saturday, like I said, um, but next Wednesday, Wrath of Man and Without Remorse, um, uh, a new movie in theaters and an Amazon movie. So uh, Ooh, yeah. Two for what? No, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, that'll be the end of the show. Uh, thank you, Taylor Wilson. Thank you, Enriquismo. Um, enjoy your island.
1: Uh, I'm doing my best, man. I, I got so
0: sunburned day one, and I, I am still trying to let that go away. Well, you don't look it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, that's where we're gonna go ahead and conclude this show here. So thank you for listening. I'm Joshua Troop, and we'll catch you next time.